0: Well, hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. My name is Scott Volker. If you're tuning in for the very first time, I just wanted to say thank you so much for dropping by, and I hope you get value out of this show, and uh, yeah, hey, welcome. And for everyone else that's been tuning in, I want to say welcome back and thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen, and I really do appreciate it. And today is going to be an awesome episode. This is episode number 19, and I'm going to be covering a really, really good topic that I'm passionate about because it's so powerful. And what it is is Amazon PPC, pay-per-click, sponsored ads, whatever you want to call it. It's the internal uh, traffic generator inside of Amazon, which I'm a huge fan of, okay? And uh, I'm going to be talking uh, about that. I'm going to give you three different types of campaigns that I would set up, especially when first starting, and how to kind of find these keywords and what keywords to kind of go after and how to really dig through to find those golden nuggets. And that's what I'm going to be covering today. So I'm really excited to share this with you. Now, the show notes to this will be... At the uh the episode page number 19. So it'll be theAmazingSeller.com forward slash 19. Or if you wanted to actually download, I'm gonna be do- I'm gonna be creating a, a little checklist that you can go through all of these points that I'm gonna be talking about today. So you don't have to worry about writing them down. And that's gonna be at the amazing forward slash PPC. Okay, and, uh, from there you can go ahead and download this checklist and kind of give you the, you know, kind of like the steps that I would use to, uh, to kind of get going, all right? Before we do get started, though, I always like to, you know, reach out and, and kind of give a shout out to people that have left iTunes reviews. Before I do that, though, one of our listeners, Greg, said, hey, Scott, I haven't been hearing, you know, you mentioned your dog. Is he still there? He's here. I mean, he's sleeping. He's down below me right now in his little bed, and he's snoring away, and, uh, you know, after this, we'll, we'll get up, we'll stretch, and uh, we'll get a little, little snack, and uh, and uh, we'll play a little bit, but yeah, he's he's doing great. He's uh, he's loving these podcasts as well, and his name is Brody, too. By the way, if you're if you're new to the show, so uh, yeah, Brody's a huge fan of the show. But anyway, uh, let me uh, let me go ahead and I'm going to read uh, a one that just caught my attention. And again, I read all of these reviews because it really means a lot to me that I know that I'm reaching people. Okay, and that's what this does. It validates that for me. So this one here was holy moly, Batman, and this was data dugout. Okay, so. Whatever your first name is, data dugout. I want to say thank you. It's funny though; a lot of these aren't first names. They usually do like a, a username or something. But anyway, holy moly, Batman! Right? Five star review. Scott Volker for president. I don't know about that, but uh, at the risk of sounding like an overly excited adolescent, let me just say sincerely that this podcast is absolutely boom. If you want to know how to sell on Amazon or if you're already selling and want to learn specific tips and strategies that will make you more money, you need to listen to this show. Uh, I could not be more excited to have found this podcast. I love it. I mean... You can see that Data Dugout took a little time to be a little creative there, and that was really cool. So thank you, Data Dugout, and uh, and everyone else. I mean, there's over, uh, I believe we have over 107 review or feedbacks, and I think over 90 plus reviews now. So it's awesome. Anyway, I just wanted to say thank you to everyone that is writing. If you haven't wrote one yet, and you wanted to take a second to do that, I would really appreciate that over on iTunes. That would be awesome. All right, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna dive right into the content as I always do, and and uh, we're going to get right into it. And again, like I said, this is going to be about Amazon PPC or sponsored ads, okay? And I'm a huge fan of this for a lot of different reasons, and I'm going to cover the reasons why that you should be excited about it as well. And also, why you should be focusing on this versus any other type of traffic generation right now. Uh, you know, if you're right now thinking, "Well, I want to do Facebook ads, and I want to go ahead and do Google AdWords, and I want to go ahead and do some press releases, and I want to do some videos on YouTube," I would forget all of that stuff right now. I can hear you guys too. It's like a sigh of relief. You're like, ooh, All right, good. I'm listening. All right. What do you What do you mean? Well, what I mean is, there's so much traffic inside of Amazon of I'm doing the air quotes, right? People buying products or shopping for products, they're not there to just research how to, you know, knit, you know, a sweater. They're in there to buy a sweater. All right. So it's really important for you to understand that the mindset is totally different and you're in a search engine for buyers. So Amazon's giving you the opportunity to put your ad in front of, or your listing in front of, you know, thousands upon thousands of buyers, potential buyers. And you can do that without even having to pay for it unless they click on an ad. So, and it also gives you tons of data. So whether you make money from those sponsored ads or not, you're getting a ton of data that's going to in turn help you, you know, with your listing. You know, with actually using different you know title words or different keywords you never even knew existed or even thought about, Um, they're going to help you with that. And I'm going to show you how to kind of uncover some of these hidden little gems to where then you can broaden it out. It'll also tell you if maybe you know what there's just not a lot of traffic there for this particular keyword or for these you know products that you're you're going to release or launch. So it's really big. But anyway to get into why to run the pay-per-click the main reason is this okay when people are on amazon they're typing in keywords okay very few people including yourself i mean think about it do you go there and look for certain categories to see you know get ideas of what you want to shop about or do you just go right to the keyword little tool there where you go inside of there, the little search box and you type in you know winter sweater right or you know i don't know uh you know, garlic press, right, you're going to type that stuff in and then you're going to see what results come back, that's really what we're all doing, so when someone types in a keyword and then if they find your, either your listing in the organic search, which the organic search is the the search that you see that comes up on the left-hand side there, right, in the main view, not the right-hand side, in the main view, that's organic, no one's really paying for that, okay. But if you can get in those, like, usually top 10 spots there, you're going to get some of that traffic. But here's the cool thing, is you can actually buy yourself on the first page, okay, within a couple hours, you know, depending on how long your ad, you know, takes to before it's going to start showing. Like, you can literally be there, okay, in front of this audience that's buying your product, okay, which is, you know, that's just so incredible, right? It's powerful, All right, so that's the the thing you want to take away there. But here's the thing that you got to understand, okay, because a lot of people get this wrong. They think, okay, if I'm going to spend money to be there, Okay. And someone clicks on my ad and I don't generate that into a sale or I don't generate that into, you know, it's not profitable, right? I'm, I'm not making money. I'm just breaking even or I might even be losing a little bit of money right away. They say it's not working. I'm not going to do it anymore because it's not converting, you know, high enough to where it's going to make sense for me to run those ads. And that's where you go wrong. And I'm going to, I'm going to explain why. Here's how it works. Okay. When someone enters the keyword, And they type it in, and then they find your ad, not the organic listing, the ad, let's say, okay? And again, remember, they found you through a keyword, so let's say garlic press, right? And then they click on your ad that has your garlic press there, and then they go through and they buy your product. Now, all of a sudden, you've kind of alerted, you know, and and kind of like got on the radar now for Amazon, and they're going to say, okay, someone just searched for garlic press, and they bought your item So we should probably start ranking you for garlic press. Now, that doesn't happen with one sale. It's going to happen with sales over a period of time. Okay, But that's why even if that didn't make you a profit, let's say that that was just a break even, it's going to eventually allow you to rank organically for those keywords that you're converting for. So in the beginning, you can't really look at How much money did I spend? How much did I make? You might want to put yourself in that, you know, the mindset. Maybe I'll just go at it where a break even. Okay. Maybe I'll just do a break even to where as long as I, I make the, you know, enough money to cover the cost of the product, then I'm good with it because I know in the long term, then I'm going to be in the organic search, which then it's not going to cost me money to be there and my sales are going to, you know, be a lot higher. Okay. So that's really how you have to think of that. A lot of people right now are running like giveaways, right, for a dollar, or two dollars, or three dollars. And the reason why they're doing that is they're trying to spike sales, and they're also using like super URLs. So this way, here when people uh, click on that link in that promotion, it's going to look like they searched for a keyword. Well, in turn, you're doing the same exact thing, except you're you know you're getting your full price for your product. Uh, you know, or if you're reducing the price or whatever, but you're still, you're getting a sale through a keyword. So it's the same thing, maybe a little bit of a slower process, but over time, it's going to add up, okay, it's, it's, it's that thing, right, it's like, you know, little things add up to big things, and if you just did this daily, you're going to notice that eventually you're going to start ranking for these keywords, okay, uh, so that's really how it works, so basically someone enters a keyword, they click on uh, your ad, you get a sale from that particular click, And then you start ranking organically for free. That's really how it all works. Okay, now you can have ads that start generating profit, and so they're going to be profitable. I'm at that point right now where I'm spending money. My ads are profitable, and it's helping my organic, uh, you know, free traffic. And I'm gonna, I'll share that with you in a minute. But that's really the overall, you know, goal here is to eventually get your ads to where you're still spending. And I don't think you should ever really turn off your ads unless you're running out of inventory or something like that, because the ads is just going to keep, you know, kind of keep adding to your, your, your search and your rank and and all of that. And it keeps the sales going, right? Even though you might be organically selling, you still want to have that pay per click. And I believe, and I, you know, I have no proof of this, but I do believe that Amazon is probably going to give sellers a little bit more boost, if you will, for spending money in pay-per-click. It's just a hunch I have. I don't have any proof of that, but I'm just, I'm guessing, okay? So I'm going to give you an example, and then we're going to dive into these three different types of campaigns um, that I would run in the beginning, especially, and then how you can kind of just start, you know, tweaking, Uh, but Last month, okay, February 2015, uh, I had 110 sales from pay per click, and I spent 1,300 dollars. Okay, which is it's pretty good. Okay, but I had 1,100 sales organically, and that is due to pay per click helping me rank. Now, if I hadn't did the pay per click, which I'm going to share with you in this in, in this next section of this this podcast, is I never would have probably had those 1,100 sales. You know, could I have had maybe 500, possibly? But my belief is, I'm just constantly feeding Amazon's algorithm with all of these keywords. Now, again, a lot of people go after one, two, three, four, five keywords, and they think that that's going to be that's going to be everything. But if you know, just like you know creating, you know, like websites and blog content and all of that stuff. Everyone knows that long tail keywords usually add up more than the main keyword. So if you can have hundreds of these small keywords that are converting one or two sales a day versus finding the one keyword that you think is going to generate 50 sales a day, it's just, it's spreading your, your, you know, your net over top of all of these other smaller keywords that maybe people aren't even targeting. All right. So, I know that was kind of like a long-winded intro there, but I really want you to get the the idea and the understanding on the thought process behind this, okay? So that's really the basis, okay? That's what we're going after here, all right? Now, the next question that I do receive, and I do have my own little guideline here, but when do I start running ads? When is a good time, okay? I've had people that I know that run ads from day one with no reviews, and they just start running them, and they start getting sales. It's really going to depend on your market. Okay. I personally like to have at least 10 reviews. That's just my little threshold there. Okay. And, you know, if I had nine, I might turn it on and see what happens. Um, but really I try to have 10. Okay. That's my, my metric. All right. And again, each market's going to be different. If you're not in that competitive of a market, you might need none. You know, you might need five. You know, because the thing is with reviews, and I don't want to get off on a tangent here with that because we can do a whole other episode on that. But reviews are are going to help you convert. Okay, so if we kind of go back a little bit here and we say, okay, let's say that someone clicks on my 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 ad, my pay per click ad, but they don't buy, I don't really get credit then for that keyword, right? Because I need that person to buy through my keyword to then help me rank organically. Well, reviews are, we all know that reviews, the more reviews that you can get, the, the, uh, the more that that's going to help your conversion rate. So if you're converting, you know, 10% for every, you know, hundred visitors that come, that's 10 sales. But if you have, if, if you can bring that up to 20%, you doubled your conversion. Now you're going to get double the credit for those keywords, so I hope that makes sense. So reviews are very important for conversions, okay? And, uh, and I believe that 10 is, is like this, the number to start with, okay? And I think all of us can get 10 reviews even if they're unverified in the beginning because in the beginning, you don't really care if they're verified or, or unverified. You just want those stars showing up that there's been people that have left them, okay? It's like social proof. All right, all right. So let's dig in here to these steps. Okay, and again, I, I'm going to outline these in a little uh, a little PDF that you can download, kind of like a little checklist, kind of like the notes that I'm reading right here myself because I had to kind of put these down in steps. But here is the very first ad campaign that I would start and that I do start with any product that I'm going to be releasing or that I've, I I, I might, I might even do this in the, in the future just to kind of, kind of see what else Amazon is targeting for me. Okay. And that's their auto targeting campaign. All right. So, the way that it works is you need to set up a brand new campaign, and let me just say that the easiest form of pay-per-click advertising is Amazon's. It's so easy. You don't have to worry about I mean, Facebook is easy, too, but Facebook, you still have to create an image. You have to create the uh, the headline, uh, maybe a, a nice creative description, You know your URL. You have to put that in there. There's a lot that goes into that little ad that you're going to create for Facebook, okay? Okay. But here, you don't have to think about that stuff because all they're going to do is use your listing. So your listing headline is going to be the headline. Your description is going to be the description. Your picture is going to be your picture. So you don't even have to think about that. All you have to do is you know, create a new ad and then select that particular product, which if you only have one product, it's only that one. And that's it. Okay. And then you can start setting your other parameters, but really there's no ad copy that you have to do other than the listing ad copy that you've already created, which, you know, that should be, that should be good as well. I mean, just to start with, you got to kind of have a nice, you know, uh description and headline and image and all that stuff, because that will again, you know, either increase or decrease your conversions. All right. So Okay. So step number one is to set up a pay per click ad campaign. Okay. And you're going to want to set that to auto targeting. Okay. Auto targeting. And what this is going to do is it's going to allow Amazon to take your product and with its database, with its knowledge of your, you know, particular product, because there's other people that have probably listed your product or similar products. It's going to then start placing your ad in front of potential buyers. Okay, so what better way to do this? You're telling Amazon, here, here's my product. Show it off to people that you think would be interested. I'll talk to you next week. That's basically what you're doing, which is crazy, right? So that's step number one, okay? Now, step number two is you want to set a daily budget. I always start with about a $25 minimum, and usually you don't spend that much, but that's what I set it to. I've even went as high as $75 because sometimes I just want Amazon to think that I'm willing to spend more. Um, yeah, I haven't really seen a huge impact in that, but I'll report back if I do. But I usually start with $25 minimum and then a, a starting bid of uh, $0.75 cents per click. So CPC cost per click, $0. 75 cents. So those are the two, you know, little, you know, settings that I put in there, $25 budget for the day. And then $0. 75 cents is my cost per click. That's my starting, uh, my starting numbers. Okay. Now, step number three is I run that for seven days and then I pause it. Okay. And then I run a report, but let me just pause there for a second because so many people will do this, right? I know. Cause I did it myself is you'll turn the ad on Okay, you'll go back three hours and look and see if you got any impressions, see if you got any clicks, see if you got any sales, right? And all that stuff kind of takes a little bit of time to get going. So really, it's not even going to show you much for at least 24 hours. But the one thing that I will say is your sales that come in from that keyword will not really show up for at least three days, sometimes five to six days, depending Because you got to remember, sometimes people put it in their shopping cart, but they don't check out for three days. How many times have you or someone you know, you know, they'll be shopping at work. I'm leaning into the mic on that one. They'll be shopping at work and then they'll come home at night and then they'll, they'll go to checkout or they might come back two days later and hit checkout. So because of that, that's one of the reasons why it's delayed. But the other reason is I just think that Amazon's, uh, their reports and stuff is, is always delayed. It's not, not real time, which I wish it was, but it's not. Um, so you can't really base your data off of like really fresh numbers, meaning you can't look at it. You can't start it today and look at it tomorrow at the same time and go, Oh, I had, you know, I had 10,000 impressions. I had 10 clicks and I got no sales. This, this ad campaign stinks. It's not working. You can't do that. You got to give it at least seven days to run. Okay. And even after the seven days, you're going to notice if you let that sit, let's just say that you run it for seven days. Cause that's what I, I say. In step three. I say run it for seven days and then pause it and then run a report because you have to run a report, uh, inside of there. And it's real easy to do, but basically you just run a report inside of that campaign. And then it'll tell you all of the keywords that it basically, uh, you know, used for your ad. Okay. It tells you how many impressions it got. It tells you how many clicks it got and it'll tell you how many sales you got from, you know, each individual keyword. Now, at this point, you may only see a couple of sales. Maybe you'll see one sale. I would still even give that another three to five, even seven more days. And you'll see that the sales will a lot of times update. Okay. Again, because of the shopping cart thing and, you know, people not checking out right away. So that will update for you. And I think they run that reporter, they go back about thirty days, is what I think it is. But you'll be surprised. You may have a, an ad that you go, "Oh, I spent you know twenty five dollars and I only made one sale." and then three days later you'll go, "I didn't do anything. I shut the ad off, and I now I've got three sales." So it does change and you don't want to really, you know, judge your numbers on the first, you know, five days. You want to really wait seven days. And I would even let, wait a little bit longer, but I would pause that ad campaign because you'll have the data that you need. And the data that you need is the keywords that they are targeting for you. Okay. That's really the gold here. Okay. The gold, the gold nuggets here are these keywords that they're telling you that you should be advertising for which is really really great information, right? I mean, they're giving us the information, you know, that they think that we should be, you know, kind of like, you know, advertising for, right? And these are keywords that you might not have thought of. Okay? I have some that I'm like, "Really? I'm scratching my head right now. You can't see me, but I'm scratching my head. I'm like, "Really? That keyword? Wow. That's awesome." Right? I mean, that's it's crazy, right? So that's that's what I would do there. Okay. Now what I would do after those seven days, kind of like step four here, is I would look at the keywords that Amazon targeted. I would look at the impressions, the clicks, and then I would look at the sales. Then I would go, and this is step five of this first, you know, this first ad that you're running. Step five then would be to create a new campaign using the key, the, the keywords that they had said that you should be, you know, advertising for. So I would basically just you know pick all of the keywords and I'm I might even go a little deeper. I might even say I'm only going to go after the ones that got clicks and the ones that got sales. I might not go after the ones that got impressions, okay? Because you can get a ton of impressions, but if it's not converting to clicks and sales, they're worthless, right? But the impressions is a good gauge to say, "Oh, that's a keyword that a lot of people are typing in there." So maybe it's something that's not even it's maybe not even uh you know your product per se but it might be a product that could give you another idea for another product a little side tip there for you sometimes you'll be like huh it's showing it for that i don't it's that's not my product but i guess it's kind of related so you could say that could be another product in the future because it's getting tons of impressions but you're not getting clicks because it's not technically the product that that person was looking for but amazon felt that they wanted to display it to this audience okay so What I would do then is I would create that new campaign, I would take the keywords that I felt were good, you know, keywords that are getting clicks and sales, and then I would put that into another campaign, a new campaign, you know, don't keep adding to an existing campaign, they let you have unlimited campaigns, so just pause that first campaign that you did for auto, and then set up a brand new campaign, do your daily budget the same, 25 bucks, and then your cost per click, 75 cents to start, and then from there, kind of see what happens. Now, you're going to want to look at your impressions and look at, uh, you know, and kind of like look at your daily budget. See if you're hitting the daily budget or if you're coming short. And if you're coming short, sometimes that means because your impressions are low. And if your impressions are low, a way to get your impressions up is to take your 75 cent bid per key or per click and increase that by 10 cents. Go to 85 cents. Try that for a day. If that's not enough, go to 85 or 95 cents. If that's not enough, go up to a dollar ten. If that's not enough, go up to a dollar fifty. Whatever, right? You want to go until you see that. Maybe it's the, maybe it's the cost per click that you're not increasing it up to is why you're not getting impressions because other people are outbidding you. Or it could just because, you know, be because that keyword isn't getting searched for. And that's good information to know. All right. So that's what I would do with that very first one. If you're just starting out, that's the very first one that I would look at. Now, the one thing I did want to mention before we go any further is, There's really three things that you're looking at here, okay. And the three things that you're looking at in your little chart, you know, the little back end area of your ad campaigns is you're looking at spend. So they're gonna. There's these like little tabs: spend, sales, and your ACOS, which is average average cost of sale. Okay. Now, if you're getting that average cost of sale to fifty percent or lower, okay, lower is better. Okay, then that means that you are, you know, you're basically at the break even point. Well, depending, I, I can't say yours is break even. For me personally, if I'm at fifty percent, I'm I'm good because I'm at definitely a break even, maybe even making a little bit of money. So that that ad that's running isn't costing me anything technically. Uh, I might not be making as much as I could in the future, but it's helping me generate sales through keywords that I'm going to eventually rank for organically inside of Amazon. Okay, so you, you just need to understand that whole process. But 50% is really my gauge on the ACOS, which is average cost of sale. So those are the three things I look at. Spend, how much did I spend? Sales, how many sales came in from that spend? And then, then I look at average cost of sale. So at a bird's eye view, you can kind of look at that stuff in your in your admin area and, and check that out. Okay, and, uh, and the one thing that I do too is I click into the campaigns, okay, and like so let's just say you have a, an acos of uh, let's say say 65%. now you may have 50 keywords that's in that campaign. you may notice that there's five keywords in there that are all below that. maybe they're at 25%. but you've got some that are 75% or 100%. and what's happening is that's taking your average, okay, and bringing it up to 50%. So, And I don't want to overcomplicate this, but when you're looking at your main campaign without going into all of the keywords that you're targeting, you're looking at the average ACOS, average cost of sale, for all of those keywords in that campaign. So if you have 50 keywords in that campaign, you may have two keywords that are, that are driving that ACOS higher because they're not converting. They're just kind of wasting money. Well, you can go in there and pluck them, right? Just pause them. Trim them, get them out of there, and then let it run another week, and you're going to see that that's going to that's gonna probably improve your ACOS, and now that campaign is going to be profitable, or it's going to be at least at a break-even. So just a little tip there for you, but I just wanted you to understand those three things, spend, sales, and ACOS. Those are the things to look at. Okay, now let's move into the second Uh, the second campaign that I run. Okay. And I usually, I personally usually do this, uh, relatively early. I don't wait the seven days. I usually set this one up like right away as well because usually I have, um, I have an idea of keywords, but this is another way for you to let Amazon tell you. All right. So I usually run these two almost side by side. All right. So the same thing. Create a new campaign. This is step one. Create a new campaign using suggested keywords and it's basically when you're going to do the manual selection. So, when you go in to do your ad creation, it's going to say do you want us to auto campaign or do you want us or do you want to manually select? And this one here you're going to select manually. And then it's going to say do you want us to do you want to use the suggested keywords because then it's going to basically look at your listing, it's going to look at your description, it's going to look at all of the the, the data that you've given that listing and it's going to then give you suggestions on keywords. I would go ahead and hit select all, and then I would create a campaign using those keywords. This way here, I'm not doing the auto where I have to wait for the data. They're going to give me just like a quick, you know, like little list of keywords that they think would be a good match, all right? And then I would go ahead and I would click, I would select all of them. I would do the same thing. So step two, I would set my daily budget to $25 minimum. My cost per click would be 75 cent minimum. I would run that for seven days, then pause, just like before, and then I would look at the numbers, pick the winners, pause the losers, right? And then from there, I would increase my budget and the CPC to get more traffic. That's All I would do. So those two things can be done. You know how quick this can happen, right? I mean, you can set these two things up in a matter of minutes, and then the very first one, you know, the auto-targeting one, that's going to take some time to get some data back because you're not going to know the keywords that it's targeting for. Um, I believe it's 24 or 36 hours before you can even do a report to see kind of like the keywords, but I wouldn't even do that. I wouldn't even go in there. I would just let that run kind of on autopilot for seven days, and then... Pause it, okay, and then go ahead and, you know, export a report and then kind of do, you know, do the math and the numbers and see exactly what it's looking like, all right, so that second one now, that one's, like I said, that's a manual selection now, but you're still allowing Amazon to target keywords that they feel uh, your listing would do well for. Okay, because it's kind of like pulling data from your listing. So those are two really easy ways to get started with Amazon pay-per-click, and I believe that that there will uncover some some information that you might not have been aware of. And then from there, you can take the winners, right? And then you can start branching off of those winners, okay? Because there's going to be some winners that you're like scratching your head. Here I am scratching my head again. Like, really? Like, seriously? Like, that doesn't even make sense, but okay. I guess, you know, so don't just go after the obvious, don't guess at this, you know, yeah, if you want to, and I did this, you know, if you want in the beginning, you go, okay, I know that I would love to rank for garlic press, right, that generic keyword I would love to rank for, I'm going to go ahead and try to get that keyword, and I'm gonna put an ad campaign together I'm gonna to run traffic to it see that it gets a lot of traffic, but everyone's bidding on it so the cost per click is gonna be higher, and it's just gonna be a lot harder to rank for it's gonna take a lot longer and a lot more money. but if I do it the other way, I'm able to see all of these loose keywords, if you will, that no one else is really targeting or if they are very few are uh, and it, it a lot of times will uncover some gems, all right so that's those two, and and those are a must. I would definitely do those, and then start looking at the data. The data is so valuable. All right, and, and I go back to my show Gold Rush that I like to watch. Right, it's, it's basically them taking like well, it's actually easier because they're not having to. We're not having to basically pay for Amazon to tell us what keywords to target. But it's like a, a you know in Gold Rush they're drilling holes and then panning out dirt to see once they get to bedrock to see how many you know, how many flakes they're getting. Well, in this case, it's kind of similar to what you're doing, except they're, they're saying like, there's a drill hole here. This is where you should go, and here's where you should go, and here's where you should go, right? So it's doing it for you. And then once you find something that's got a really good... A really good vein, right? That's got a lot of good stuff in it. Well, that's the one that you're gonna want to really focus more on and branch and branch out further on that. All right. Okay, so this next one, the last one I'm gonna give you is is it's a little ninja. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna warn you. But it's totally white hat and it's nothing really crazy, but it's a way for you to uncover some other keywords that you just wouldn't have thought of. And it can really give you some, again, some insight and you know, really find some keywords that you weren't aware of. And uh, and only your competitor is getting ranked for them. And here's what you do. And you're going to be using a free tool for this. It's the Keyword Planner tool, Google Keyword Planner tool. If You just search it on Google. And again, I'll leave the show notes to all of this. And I'll leave this in the PDF that I'm going to make available for you for this checklist. But basically, what you're going to do and I'm going to give you the steps here. I've got like 10 steps to this, but it's they're really easy steps. Okay, step one is you're going to go to Google Keyword Planner. Okay, first step. Step number two, you're going to enter the website URL or the Amazon URL of your competitor. So go to your competitor or one of them, two of them, three of them. Now, again, I'm giving you this for one competitor. You could do this and set up five different campaigns with five different competitors. All right, and you're going to see that, you know, It's so easy, but yet it could be so worth your time and a little bit of money, all right? Because it's really, you're digging deep here, okay? So step number two, like I said, you're going to enter the website URL, which is the... Uh, you know, the URL of the Amazon listing, okay? And all you do is go up in the little URL bar there, the little website bar and copy and paste that because there's an area in the keyword planner tool that you can either go there and type in your seed keyword or just a regular keyword, right? So let's just say garlic press, right? And then it'll give you, you know, 800 suggested keywords, okay? That's one way of doing this. You could do that too. Make a campaign, take 800 keywords, throw them into a campaign, do your $25 daily budget, 75 cent bid, let it run. See what happens, right? That's one way, okay? This way that I'm telling you to do is to take your competitor's URL, though, and do that inside of the Keyword Planner tool. There's a spot there where it says Enter Website URL. You're going to, to copy and paste that in there, and then you're going to click on Get Ideas. Now, it's going to come up, and it's going to give you groups of ideas. You're going to go that you want it to be Keyword Suggestions, Okay, so that's really step four. So step three is click get ideas and step four is keyword suggestions. That's what you want. Okay, now step number five of this is export all of the keywords to a text doc. Don't go looking through them and sort through them and say, eh, I don't want this one. Nah, that one really doesn't relate. Nah, I don't want to do that one. Let Amazon do the work on that. Okay, just take... Take the the keywords that it's telling you, okay, and export them to a text doc, okay? It allows you to do it. It allows you to add them all to a a, a document, and then from there, export it. Now you're going to go back over to Amazon. You're going to create a new campaign, you're going to, you know, go through the process of where you're going to tell it if you want it to be auto or manual. You're going to say manual. It's going to say suggest uh, keywords or, you know, you enter keywords or your keywords, and you're going to say basically you want to put in your own keywords and then copy and paste that in there and then hit add to campaign. Now, it's going to add all of them to this one campaign. Now, remember, this is one campaign. You, you still have your other two going, right? You've got your auto-targeting one going. You've got your manual select going that they suggested. And now you've got this particular one going, okay? And you may want to wait on doing this one. You don't have to do this one right away, you know, if, if you're limited on budget and stuff. I personally, I mean, I'm willing to spend money to get myself ranking and getting sales through these keywords because I know how powerful it is. Remember, let me go back a, a, a second here. You know, last month I had 110 sales from pay-per-click had 1,100 sales organically, enough said, okay, so it, it, it works and it's powerful, all right, so you want to now, again, set up, like I said, set up your new campaign, copy all the keywords um, that you just received from Google, thank you, Google, for the keywords, and then seven, you want to set your daily budget, again, $25 minimum, cost per click, 75 cents, and you can set your minimum budget at five bucks if you want, 10 bucks if you want, I just find that $25, it's a good mark, and you're probably not going to spend that. I usually don't spend that uh, you know, on these campaigns, but it's, it's there just in case it got out of control, right? And if it did get out of control, well, hey, if I spent $25, then I know that there's some keywords there that I should be looking at, all right? So then number eight is look at the impressions and adjust it if you're getting a low impression, okay? So what that means is... You're going to want to now, after a, you know, a couple days, you'll probably want to go back in there and then you want to look at all of your impressions. Okay. And then you want to see if, you know, maybe you're not getting as many impressions as you thought. Maybe you're not getting any impressions. Well, that could be because your, your bid of 75 cents is too low. So then I would increase it by 10 cents. I'd go to 85 cents. If I wasn't getting enough impressions, I'd go to 95 cents. You know, if you really want to be, you know, bold and daring, and I've done this and I would do this again, is go in there and put a two dollar bid, you know, and you might only pay 85 cents. Cause it's just because you say you're gonna spend two dollars a click doesn't mean you will. It just means that you'll always be number one for bidding. Um, and I did that with my very first set of keywords and uh and it worked really well. But I was spending sometimes a dollar twenty-five to two bucks a click. But again, you know, 110 sales last month from pay-per-click, 1,100 sales organically, you know, it works, okay? So again, you you want to be playing around with this stuff, okay? So you want to look at the impressions and then adjust it if you have low impressions, okay? And then if you do all that adjusting and you see that there's just not enough impressions, then those keywords really aren't that valuable. But you may find out of that list of, let's say, 800 keywords that it gave you, Amazon's going to say, yeah, you got four clicks on this keyword and three clicks on that one. And you got five sales on this keyword and three sales on this keyword. And you're going to be like, wow. So they just basically, you know, took that information, they presented it to my audience or my potential buyer. And then it told me which ones are converting. So basically you just threw all of these keywords in this, in this, uh, you know, in this campaign and let them tell you if it's good or bad. Right. I mean, it doesn't get any easier than this. I mean, this is, like, crazy. If you were to talk about this stuff, like, even 10 years ago, um, with them telling you, you know, I mean, you you had to do, like, years ago. And still, yeah, if you're doing Google uh, ads and stuff, I mean, they have some conversion pixels and stuff, and even Facebook does. But with this here, they're telling you what converted to a sale. I mean, crazy, right? All right, so anyway... Number nine is you want to run that for at least seven days, and then you want to look at the numbers. And then number 10 is go through those numbers, cut the losers, keep the winners, period. That's it, all right? And that last thing that I just mentioned, right, you could do that. Tons of different ways, right? You can use your competitors to do it, or you can just go through and say, you know what, garlic press is one. Uh, is is one? Maybe uh, you know you could say that. Maybe, oh, maybe a brand name. Maybe there's a brand name for a certain garlic press that that you know carries all of these different devices, right? You could punch their brand name or, the, or their website in the Google Planner tool, and it's going to spit out a bunch of keywords. Go ahead and create another campaign, brand new campaign. Do the same thing. Add those keywords hit start and let it run and then just look at the data all right but the one thing is is you want to be looking at the data cuz this data is so valuable Because it's going to be giving you the, you know, the insight on as far as what people are searching for. And again, it's going to give you ideas because you're going to be scratching your head sometimes going, wow, I didn't even know that. That could be a product or maybe I could add that to my product because people are searching for this accessory, which that's not my product, but it's an accessory to my product. Maybe I should offer that with my product. So there's intelligence that comes in with this, not just, you know, being able to rank for keywords, which that's our ultimate goal, but there's so much more that that goes into this as well, or that comes from this. All right, so so that's pretty much the system, right? The three different campaigns that I would start running, at least the first two, is the auto targeting and then the suggested the suggested keywords that's manually uh, entered or selected um, through Amazon uh, Pay per Click. But again, that's why I tell people like. Why would you, if you haven't done this, if you aren't constantly in here trying to find more keywords with all of this traffic of buyers, why are you going to Google AdWords and trying to get traffic from over there when you haven't even optimized the traffic that's internally inside Amazon that people are spending money and they're there to buy products? Amazon, or uh, Google is a search engine for usually information. Yes, people search for products or reviews on products, but it's, it's, you're not in that buying mood. You don't have your credit card out. In Amazon, you do, right? Same thing with Facebook. People are there to entertain themselves or look at pictures or you know kind of have a conversation. They're not there to buy something. Does that traffic convert? Yes, not as much as Amazon. Okay, because again, it's a different a different ecosystem. It's a different platform altogether, altogether for a different reason. All right. Now, should you use other other uh, traffic sources eventually? Sure. If you feel like you've totally spent all of your you know your ideas and your keywords, and you've got it really you know kind of mapped out where everything's working, and you want to go over there and experiment, go right go right ahead. Me personally, I'm not going that avenue right now. Um, now, what I do use Facebook ads for right now is when I'm doing either a promotion that I want to spike sales or I want to get reviews. Something like that. I'll run an ad on Facebook for that. Yes, I will do that. You can't do that in Amazon Pay Per Click. Okay, you can't go and create an ad saying, "Hey, you want to try my product for three dollars?" or you know, get seventy-five percent off or any of that stuff. You can't really do that, right? But Facebook, you can. So that's something I would use Facebook ads for. I wouldn't use Facebook ads to drive people over to make organic or regular sales. I'm doing air quotes. Uh, you know, like regular sales. I wouldn't do that. Not until I totally felt as though I've, you know, exhausted all of my keywords that I think I could rank for. And I, I don't know if you'll ever get to that point. There's going to be always keywords that just, you're just surprised and you're just like, wow, I didn't realize that. And if I never would have did this, you know, certain, you know, if I never ran this auto-targeting campaign, I never would have known it. Um, Or it could be that next product too. So, all right. So that is pretty much going to wrap up this episode. Again, I'm going to include a nice little uh, PDF of these steps. I've got them all written down here so you can kind of go through them. Um, I may even add some screenshots to, uh, you know, make it easier if you're, you know, if you're in the dashboard or or any of that stuff. But this will be uh, episode number 19. So it's going to be theamazingseller.com forward slash 19. Uh, Or if you wanted to get that PDF, you'll also have a link for that, which will basically lead to the same place. But it's theamazingseller.com forward slash PPC. All right, and uh, that'll get you there. So before we do end the episode here, I did want to answer another listener question, and I, these are piling up. So I'm going to probably have to do an episode soon with you know answering like four or five questions on various topics. Uh, but uh, I did want to answer one today because I think it's uh, it's pretty important. So we're going to go ahead and listen to the question, and it's about shipping. And uh, I'm going to go ahead and answer. It's from John, and uh, let's listen to his question, and then I'll give you my
1: answer. Scott, thanks so much for providing so much value. Uh, My name is John. I'm from Orange County, California. But I have two questions, and I'm going to allow you to chop this up if you need to uh, to answer the questions. And, of course, if you've answered these questions in one or two of your podcasts, please uh, point me to the right direction. Um, but, uh, how do you handle the shipment from China? I've heard some conflict, conflicting things online. Do you take it directly to you and then you send it on to Amazon or do you send it to some center that clears, clears it before sending it on to Amazon? And then question number two, if you bundle two products together, so it's, you know, kind of the ultimate bundle there, but if there are two products together that, you know, how would you handle that? Would you, if they came from different suppliers maybe, Um, is that something that is possible do you make sure that they're bundled and literally packaged together or does amazon uh or some sort of center before it goes on to amazon able to fulfill that um hope that makes sense really appreciate um your answers thanks so much
0: okay i mean this is a really really good question and uh it's it's crazy because you know People that don't know, and it's no fault of anyone's. It's people just you know taking action and getting out there and doing it. Someone from the Facebook group had uh, experienced something like this, and they went with uh, I think they went with uh, sea delivery. You know, having it shipped by sea. Which in the beginning, I always recommend not doing. I'm not even doing that right now because I'm, I'm afraid of it, to be honest with you. Number one, it takes a lot longer. You got to have a a bigger order because you got to fill a container usually. Um, then you got to hire a freight forwarder and all that stuff. So no, I do it a lot simpler. And that's why even when I pick a product, I'm very selective as far as how much it weighs. Uh, you know, like, can it ship by air? Does the air price, you know, does it work with the, you know, the the price that I have to or that I can charge for the product, you know, because I build it into the price. So I really only like to go by air. Right now that's what I'm doing. So the way it works for me, it's real simple. Is I have my supplier ship it directly to my home office. Okay. And then from my home office, once I get it, I do an inspection. And the reason, the other reason I do it, not just because I don't want the, to ship boat or anything, or I don't want to ship directly to, to Amazon, is because I want to have quality control as well, right? I'm still, I'm still you know, a little unsure of the supplier. Like They have to prove themselves to me because they could send me one order that looks great, and then I could up my order and say, I want to order 1500 the next time and go directly to, to Amazon, and then they use a, a different quality product that I didn't know they were changing or something, and I want to catch that before I would ship all that over um, to Amazon. So that's the reason why I do it, and I, I'm paying a little bit more for that. I pay generally between $0.15 cents to $0.20 cents additional once I get the product here to ship it to Amazon. Amazon has a really inexpensive uh, shipping price through UPS. It's really cheap. Um, And for me personally, it costs me between 15 and 20 cents per unit. So I just add that. I build that into my cost again, right? my final cost, and uh, and then I ship it there. And I feel better about it. Even though it takes a little bit longer, it might take an extra two, maybe three days to get it to them. Um, I kind of inspect it. Um, I don't open all the boxes. I just open one or two. I make sure that everything is is there and it's, it's the way it's supposed to be. Make sure all my UPS, PCs are right, and all that stuff. Just make sure that things are right. Um, and then from there, I go ahead and I print all my stuff up through Amazon's, you know, the FBA inventory section, and then I just, I ship it off. And uh, it's it's easy. You know, again, if it's a larger product, right, number one, it's going to cost you more to air it, and it's going to cost you more to ship it to Amazon by yourself, and it's just going to take up more space and, and all that stuff. So I personally, I like to go for a smaller, lightweight object. And I know some people listening are going to be against that. And that's fine if that works for you. But to answer your question, uh, yeah, that's what I do there. Now, as far as the bundling thing, it's a great question too. You're absolutely right. You don't want, okay, you don't want to have one supplier over here. I'm showing you with my hands right now and you can't see. Over here on the right and you got another supplier over here on the left. And then each of those creates a different product that you're going to bundle. I wouldn't do that. I would only bundle if I, if I had the same supplier make the same, you know, or make those two products in the same place or they can source the two together. Because here's the thing, when you do sell a bundle, you are going to want to package that as one unit. That's going to be one SKU. That's going to be one UPC code. Okay, it's like one item in a sense. And then if you have the same product, but maybe not a three-pack, let's call it, let's say it's a one-pack, that's going to be in its own bag as well or its own box, and that's going to have its own UPC code. So each of those is like its own product, but yet they're under the same listing, let's say. So you might have one that you sell as a single unit and one as you sell as a three-pack, or maybe then you have another one as a five-pack. Each one of those packs has to be separately packed and packaged and each created with a new UPC code and a SKU from Amazon. So I hope that that answers your question. So you want to keep it simple, you want less moving parts, and that's why I don't care for, you know, shipping by boat at this time because then I would re- be relying on a freight forwarder and I've heard some horror stories with freight forwarders, even some of them that were recommended by some of these other courses out there and stuff and you know some of them are going bankrupt and people's inventories being locked up and they're not able to get to it and eh, it's just it, it scares me so um that and then also customs uh and I didn't even talk about that but usually when you go air and it's lighter and it's it's under a certain poundage and it's under a certain amount of units like I've shipped as many as 1500 units and it still flies under under the customs radar in a sense that uh, it doesn't it doesn't require anything special and DHL handles that for me so if the if the customs is under like 100 or 150 bucks they'll cover the cost and then bill you but if it's over that, then they'll hold the they'll hold that inventory, and then they'll just contact you. You could pay with a credit card, and then they'll release it. But they really handle the customs end of it. Um, I just heard a story recently from a gentleman that did a freight forwarding thing, and the freight forwarder screwed it up to where they put Amazon down as I think the 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 uh, vendor or whatever, and they were contacting you know the supplier or the the person selling the units and wanted their EIN number, but it really they wanted Amazon's. It just was it was a mess. Uh, Uh, So I keep it simple, right? I want my supplier to handle all of the packaging for, for the entire unit or packages, and then from there, I want them to ship it to me, DHL, and then from there, I ship it to Amazon. Okay, so I hope that answers your question. Thanks so much. If you guys want to ask your own question, uh, you can just head over to theamazingseller.com dot com forward slash ask. You can leave a voicemail there, just like that, or you can leave a comment there as well. And like I said, they're they're kind of piling up, but that's awesome. It's great because that means that uh, people are reaching out and they're taking the time to leave their question. And I may have to do a couple of episodes with just you know Q and A. I'll just do some a Q and A section, and I think that would be fun actually. So uh, look for an episode coming up that will be just that, your questions and my answers. All right. So that's going to wrap it up. Once again, this episode is number 19. So it'll be the amazingseller.com forward slash 19. And you can get all the show notes and that PDF that I'm going to put together for you uh, in regards to the Amazon pay-per-click or sponsored ads, a little checklist there of your first campaigns. All right. So that's it. Thanks so much for listening. Take care, get out there and you'll be surprised at what you can accomplish. Talk to you in the next episode.